Coming off a big win last night in San Jose, the Wild cap off their weekend back-to-back series tonight against the Phoenix Coyotes at Mullet Arena in Tempe, Arizona. This is your Wild Minute with Troy coming to you live from Opus Pub, where we got the New York Rangers-Pittsburgh Penguins game on. Just cleared the ice with three fights and a brawl. We are heading down the home stretch of the hockey season as teams realize Every game seems like it feels 10 times as important as one in October did. And as the standings are sorting themselves out and teams are preparing to chase Lord Stanley's Cup. The Wild 10-0-2 in their last 12 games, going for their 13th consecutive game with at least a point, which would tie a franchise record. 10-0-2 in their last 12 That is because of two reasons and two reasons only, goaltending and defense. Uh, Dean Evason truly has the team buying into a much more defensive structure, with the exception of last night and the night before, but in large part during this 12-game stretch. And then, of course, all-star goaltending on a night-to-night basis from both Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury. They've given up, the Wild have given up 15 goals during that 12-game stretch. That's 1.25 goals against per game, and the Wild will need to keep that up tonight against Phoenix. Before we look at the Desert Dogs with the face-off at 8.30 tonight on Bally Sports North, let's revisit last night's 5-2 win. This was the Wild's first game without Kaprizov, who, as we know, is shelved for about three to four weeks, and it was very interesting to see five different Wild players get a Goal and assist against San Jose. Spurgey, Goudreau, Johansson, Zuccarello, and Boldy all scored goals last night. And the secondary scoring is suddenly the primary scoring now that Kaprizov is not playing. And it really, as we've said before, is interesting to see how some of these trades, whether it's slipping Oscar Sundquist into the third line, whether it's uh, putting Marcus Johansson up on that second line, or even Jack Klingberg, who really, to be fair, has struggled the last two games defensively, making some really big head-scratching type decisions on the blue line that's led to odd man rushes the other way. Um, still, he's uh, putting the puck on net offensively, and and no one, no one when when they when Billy traded for Klingberg, no one pretended that Klingberg was a defensive-minded defenseman. They got him to get the puck on the net from the blue line. He's doing that. He will have to clean up some of his uh, boneheaded decisions on the blue line because he'll pay for that during the playoffs. But for now, it's good to see the acquisitions that Billy made two weeks ago start to pay off, especially with 97 uh, back home. Now, clearly, as I mentioned, even though they got five different goal scores in last night's game, Flower was the story. Uh, The Wild came out, scored a quick goal, and then played loose defense up and down the ice for about two periods. Uh, Fleury was scrambling much of the night. Odd man rushes, pucks flying right in front of the net, back and forth, and and they got to tighten that up because, like we said, for much of this 12-game stretch, the Wild have been just locking it down, playing a big, heavy game that most teams can't beat, and certainly it prepares the Wild well for the playoffs. So thank goodness that, that Flower... Uh, continued his solid stretch. Uh, he's 5-0-0 in his last five games with a 1-3-8 goals against and a save percentage of 9.56. That's 96%, folks. Um, as much as Gus has been part of the story the past five months, Flowers coming back too, and it's it's just a great one-two punch for the Wild to have that um, in their arsenal. Dallas stayed two points ahead of the Wild. I don't know if anyone was scoreboard watching during the Wild game last night, but Dallas was down to the Kraken at Seattle, 
three to two or three two with one minute left, pulled the goalie, scored a goal, and then scored two minutes overtime to uh, to get that much needed two points. Had they lost, had the Kraken held on in regulation, the Wild, with the exact amount of games played that Dallas had, would have moved into a statistical tie for first place. Same percentage, same points. As it is, Wilder two points out in second. Colorado chasing in third. Colorado, which won in overtime, is in third place. And then Winnipeg, which also won in overtime last night, is the second wild card or essentially the eighth seed in the West. So scoreboard watching the rest of the way. Dallas with a two-point lead on the Wild and the Wild play tonight. Coyotes. Uh, have earned points in 11 of their last 15 games. So this isn't a pushover game for the Wild. And let's not forget, the Coyotes beat the Wild 3-2 to with Kirill Kaprizov just last month at Mullet Arena. Uh, now, it's worth noting that, yes, this time Kaprizov's gone, but so is Chikorin, who scored two goals against the Wild. He was traded right before the deadline. Um, in net tonight, obviously, with, with Flower playing last night, Gus will be in net tonight. He's 17-8-3 with a one nine nine goals against. Who saw this coming after his first three games in October when he was just a disaster, by the way? So he has a under two goals against and a nine thirty three save percentage. He ranks second in the NHL in both of those categories. He's a top three Vesna candidate, folks. Now, we don't think he'll get it just because of Boston's unbelievable season, historic. And uh, so, you know, the, clearly the best goalie in the league statistically and with wins is the Boston Bruins' Linus Allmark. But it's worth watching if uh, Allmark struggles down the stretch and Gus plays enough games and continues his streak. It could be interesting to watch and we could have a down-to-the-wire Vesna trophy uh, race. Going to the lines, uh, because they played back-to-back, there was no practice this morning. We think the Wild will go again with the exact same lineup. Not a big fan of Steele. Would rather see Sammy Walker uh, with Boldy and moving Johansson up to the first line. Wild aren't doing that, though. So Steele, Hartman, and Zuccarello will be the top line. Johansson, Eck, and Boldy will be uh, playing again on that second line. Sundkist will uh, center Moose and Goudreau, and we expect Dewar to uh, center Sean Reeves again, and that means our guy Sammy Walker is up in the press box. Good news on all fronts for injuries. Brandon Duhame didn't make the trip, but he started to skate for the Wild yesterday. Gus Nyquist did go on the trip, and he is skating with the team. He's a ways off. Uh, I think it's a shoulder injury, so it's not major news that he can skate. But the bottom line is they're integrating with the team, so he can be ready when he is ready before the playoffs. Kirill Kaprizov, of course, is at home where he's taking care of Zuccarello's kid. That's according to Matt's, when Matt said that that Kaprizov has nothing better to do, so he should take care of his kid during this road trip. Unclear if that's happening or not. Uh, And then, of course, um, we'll go to deep. Well, we'll stay with injuries. Jonas Brodeen made the trip and is skating, so we expect him back soon. But again, with the team on such a roll and everyone holding their own, uh, they are not going to rush Brodeen back to that lineup anytime soon. They want him fresh for the playoffs and, most importantly, healthy. We expect the same 3D pairings, Spurgey and Middleton, Dumbling Goose, Merrill and Klingberg. And that means healthy scratch once again for Kalen Addison. Uh, you know where to come if you want your quick hits going in and out of games. With no 35-minute uh, podcast here, we'll give it, to, give it to you in five minutes or less on most days. You can find me on Spotify. Listen, love, like, follow, share. Spread the word. We have the quick hits. We have the intel. We set you up for wild games, and we uh, break them down afterwards. We'll talk to you soon.